Hey, this is Vinny Caruana from The Movie Life. I am the Avalanche, peaced out, constant elevation, and you're listening to the podcast and we know things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 243 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hahn. Alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. We're going to find out if Greg got the new Xbox. Yeah, we... I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But it was in your cart, though. You thought about it. They had them on Walmart.com, and like 25 minutes after they had them, I just saw it, and I randomly clicked, and they were still in stock at the right price. And I was like, okay, add to cart. Let's just see if this will work. And then it did, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Do I do it? And I chickened out. I even signed in. I got to the payment screen, and then I chickened out, and I said, wow. you went gonna, that far. I'm going to get the Series S when when I do. I'm not like in a super duper rush, so I'm just going to sit out and still wait. I feel, I feel like with the amount of games that I'm going to be playing in the future, just not as much as I'd like to. Yeah. And because my Xbox will be a Game Pass machine only, I'm not going to buy any games for it. And that'll be on PlayStation. Um, I'm going to just everything that's an Xbox exclusive comes to Game Pass. So I'll just have Game Pass only. Yeah. I, f- I figured it makes sense. I figured, you know what? Xbox Series S can't do 4K, but it can do 1440p, I think. So, like, what the heck's the difference? What do I care? You know what I mean? You see freckles better. Right, exactly. And I don't know if anybody on Xbox even has freckles. Everybody's got a damn helmet on. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they're first person. But anyway, yeah, that was that. I almost had a Series X. I chickened out like a little bitch that I am. I admit that. (laughs) I admit that. Respect your honesty. Yeah, I was just waiting for a Series S. Now, what I did do after that experience was I, I went on the same method that I used to get my PS5 I'm using to get a Series S, and I did I did enable that method, which before I was not. I was like, you know what? I'll just figure it out. But now I'm like actively on the hunt. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's a three-paycheck month here in July, so I'm ready to rock oh, and baby. roll. baby. I love that. So I'm using one of those to, to buy daddy a toy. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. Baby's here in a month. I got a month left here so of, of and you can only, roll down your windows and wave of only one child and then and then life as i know it is is pretty much over i feel like yeah i, I mean you know we'll see if we can even do the pod you know i'll probably take a little hiatus at least so i don't know that's that's for future greg and sam to figure out well you know the dog future days greg and sam in a month did you make it the dog yeah right the dog days of summer like um we're not missing too much as long as i'm back by like DC fandom and Pokemon, which I will be. So or the next direct in September. That would be sick. If I took That'd a month fine. off and just came back in December or September for the next direct. But again, future problems. We're talking inside baseball on the pod here. Ladies and gentlemen, you didn't come here to do that. We have a long enough show as it is. We're back to normal with the craziness and we have a huge show for you. So we got picks of the week trivia seven for me, six and a half for Sam. We're starting off the show with our top three because it's one of our favorites. It's like the random ones that don't have anything to do with subject material for the show. I love when we do these ones, and so we're going to do something quite different tonight. We're going to do the top, well, not the, our top three things that are popular that we just can't get into. Uh, So think about- Can't or never got into. Right. So think about trends. Think about things like that, that happened. Literally anything. Doesn't even have to be in pop culture, as you'll see for uh, one or two of mine on my list. And uh, we just, we couldn't get there even though it was super duper popular and maybe sometimes still is. So 
be with us for that one that we're going to kick the show off with that. When we go into movies, we got reviews for The Forever Purge and Black Widow, uh, both coming out really, really I didn't soon. even know they were making a, a fucking movie of, of The Purge again. I, oh, yeah. I know the show got canceled. I didn't no. even know they were making it. Oh, a, yeah. This one's like movie. Th- this one's like the 4th of July, like big, big action one. The, they're kind of coming home with it. This one, I think, was delayed for like a year. I think it's supposed to come out last year, uh, but it's finally happening. We have trailer breakdowns and impressions. For the new Shang-Chi trailer, the debut trailer for The Many Saints of Newark, something that's been on my radar for a long time. Talking very, to me. Very happy to finally see some footage from that movie. And then Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms dropped a trailer today as we're recording this on July 1st. Uh, happy 4th to everybody out there. Uh, we have a delay for a pretty big movie that we feel like it's just like never coming out, but we got that. In TV, a review for the first season of the Resident Evil animated series, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. I believe that's coming to Netflix. We have an update on the Dexter reboot, along with The Last of Us and The Boys, and even a new short coming to Disney+, Plus, which we'll talk about. But then Sam will take over in gaming, which is the biggest, most giant gaming section we've had uh, outside of E3 in a long time. Uh, we got sgdq news we got my mario golf super rush impressions spoiler free if there can be spoilers for a golf game uh, <laughs> <laughs> big news for playstation all around this is a very playstation heavy show uh and and then a little streets of rage 4 at the end a little uh a little monster hunter at the end there and then yeah. sam will take over for his first ever primetime psa spotlight yeah i i love the little little ad of the primetime nice touch buddy thanks man i uh my boss once told me that i'm the king of making up horrible names so uh you know you che- i am the cheese man so you know and i actually started to like cheese recently it's part of my diet now which is interesting not a good, not a well, good don't thing. eat too much cheese you know no 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 just in moderation I, you're okay i'm talking melted mozzarella on some french fries and that's like it like i'm not and I'll eat a cheeseburger or a cheesesteak, but come the baby, I'm actually starting to shed that shit off and, you know, finally put my Peloton to use because that shit is a paperweight right now. I'm just too tired. So with that, let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. I finally got to say it. You know, again, I always hold out for the Blu-rays. I know everyone sees it digitally, but I'm a little late, but I finally saw Batman The Long Halloween Part 1 and it did not disappoint. Again, uh, if you read the comic book series, I think it was a 12 or 13 issue miniseries. Um, I, I, I think it, it would probably be better if you read it first. You might just understand it a little bit more. I know they, they tweaked a couple things. But overall, um, Jensen Ackles surprised me. I didn't think he'd, I'd like him as much as Batman and Josh Duhamel as Harvey Dent. I thought was fantastic. And basically, this is about a holiday killer that performs murders during different holidays and Gordon's after him um, Harvey Dent's after him obviously Batman's after him and they just can't get to him fast enough or figure out what's going on and I, I love the little twist that they're adding um, also stay till the end till the end credit scene there's an, a nice tag at the end um, it's only 85 minutes you know it's, you're not there too long um, and I you know rest in peace Naya Riviera who has played the voice of um, Catwoman uh, yeah, I know she passed away. I, I believe she drowned. So I, I didn't even know that. So to, to see that, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So, you know, rest in peace there. Um, you know, the, the cast was fantastic. Troy Baker again does his, um, you know, he basically just, not, I don't want to say mimics, but you know, like mimics, I guess Mark Hamill, 
Like they, he almost sounds like just, just like, you know, I, I know he's paying him respect. I know like they're friends in real life, but again, the, the whole cast, they, they just surprised me. And I, I really can't wait for part two. And I think you're, you're getting it. What July 27th, you get it digitally and it comes in on Blu-ray on August 10th. Um, one, another thing I always like about the Blu-rays, they always give you the DC showcase. This one's was the losers, the legendary ragtag team of the world war two, Basically, they're marooned on an island fighting dinosaurs for their lives. And I think it was only 15 minutes, short and sweet. Um, one thing to note, the part one was rated PG-13 for the long Halloween, and part two was rated R. So I'll be interested to see where they take this and uh, how they kind of, you know, end this for a part two. Really looking forward to it. Check it out, Batman, the long Halloween. You don't have to give me like an absolute number or like a, even a real answer, just like, Top third, middle third, bottom third. Where do you think uh, Troy, Troy ranks in terms of Jokers? He's he's better than. I mean, again, it's if you like Hamill, like he's he'll, he would definitely be up there. Um, I, I would say I like him a little bit better than like the Batman, which came after the animated series. It was like the more clown, wacky Joker. I think mm-hmm. he's better than him there. Um, you know, he's probably better than Don uh, DiMaggio. And again, it's he has a good laugh because he's he's mimicking hamill so of course i'm gonna like okay he's good and it, it, it makes it better that like he pays tribute to him and, like and it's known they're friends so it just adds that i don't know that the video games like he's he's awesome yeah i have arguably the weirdest pick of the week i've ever had it is not a tv show it is not a movie it is not an album it is not a game it's a food it's not a food it's not a drink this is crazy but I had such a wonderful experience that I just need to shout this out as my pick of the week because it just comes highly recommended. Uh, If you live in Philly or the suburbs of Philly, just anywhere in that surrounding area, hell, anywhere in the tri-state area, really, and you're looking for a new vehicle, Colonial Subaru in Feasterville, uh, PA. That's where and, I got both my Subarus. And Colonial Volkswagen. I'm on my fifth one. My parents are on their third or fourth. So almost 10 combined as a family. Um, when I got my last Impreza two years ago, I felt very odd about the experience. I did not think I was taken care of well. There was issues with, with pricing that we couldn't get past. And I ended up having to pay almost $20 more a month than what I agreed to. Just was a very shaky experience. And I didn't like it. So I was very, very, very like hesitant to go back and they emailed me and said, even though you have a year and a half left on your lease, do you want to get out of it? And like, cause your car's in heavy demand. I said, absolutely. I'd want to get out of it. As long as you buy my wife's car out who does not have a Supra. And she had seven payments left of over $400 each payment. So that would save us a ton of money. And we were con- think, like considering consolidating down to one car anyway, because now my job uh, has been announced that it's a hundred percent virtual. So I'm not, there is no office to go back to. So I'm going to be working from home you know, as long as I have this job. So we said, all right, let's kind of consolidate on this and let's go try to figure out what we can do. We also have a second baby on the way. So what are our options? We're looking for something big, you know, like an Acadia, like a GMC Acadia or something. Well, in 2019, Subaru came out with the Ascent, which is their first and only seven passenger or eight passenger uh, vehicle. And it's the biggest one they have. And I said, you know what? I would love to see one and, and get it in our hands, but they're very, very difficult. So long story short, over a span of three weeks, because, you know, I just don't have a lot of time. I'd pop in 
uh, on the way to my parents' house or something like that. And I would get my car appraised. I got her car appraised. We got figures together. I went back to the same sales rep that I did the first time last time, even though I, you know, I didn't think it was his fault of uh, the experience I had. I think a lot of it was just back end stuff. So, and, and it was the same place, right? Yeah. I'll never go. I, Colonials has my business, but um, again, this is my sixth Subaru from Colonial or fifth. I can't remember. This is the place we go. My parents have gotten five vehicles from them. If you count their one Volkswagen as well, we're very loyal to this place, but I was ready to walk if they didn't have exactly what I wanted and couldn't do what we needed. And not only did they buy my wife's car out, not only did they, you know, which again is a Buick did not only did they take mine with a year and a half left on the lease, like, which is unheard of. They said, all right, we'll wipe it. You have X amount for the two vehicles. You can put that down towards a new one. And so I said, I'd like to get a Subaru Ascent. And, but this is exactly what I want. I want the light up cup holders, the wireless charger, boom, boom, boom. I want the fully loaded bad boy. And they said, okay, but good luck. This is going to take 10 to 12 weeks minimum. Um, we have to order it, get it built custom and, and bring it in. So I said, uh, shucks. But again, you know, just going back and forth with them, trying to figure stuff out again over a span of three weeks. I went and I spent six and a half hours there one time. I spent four hours there another time. So this is almost 12 hours yeah, total. It's, it's a pain in the dick when you, when you get a new car. It's, it, it was a lot because I had to build it from the ground up and everything. And we get to the finish line. I go in, I'm ready to buy. We have everything. I'm ready to build this thing. Okay. And this is why, this is where it becomes my pick of the week. Okay. We have a number that we're okay with. You know, we got another number for another vehicle. I'd like them to match. So I was ready to go in and, and talk about that and see what they could do. Uh, I'm in sales. Of course, I'm, I'm going to try and get that price down. Uh, I know what they're trying to do as well. So uh, I go in, I see them again. I'm like, yo, you get to deal with me for like more time. And we're ready to build this thing. And I said to him, you know what? Can you just look to see if there are any in the area? Just any. And he laughed. He literally laughed. He said, dude. Good luck. I just don't see it happening. Types it in because, again, I'm getting a very specific vehicle. He said, wait a minute. There's one. There's one in New Jersey. It doesn't have the wireless charger, but it's everything else you want in the color you want. Oh, my goodness. Mm. But as a dealer, they have to make a trade. They just can't request it and get it. They have to offer something to the dealership, and then they say, yes, that's how it works. So I was like, yo. Like, if you can track this down, I'm ready to go. Let's do it today. And he said, let's hold on. He said, you go home. You go home. You figure stuff out. You take care of your girl. You do your thing. And I'll call you if we can. And like three or four hours later, he gave me a call or actually gave me a text. And he said, got it. They went to Jersey, picked it up for me, drove it back, pristine, then did a detail on it just to make sure it was lot ready. 30 miles on it. 32 miles on it. Okay, fine. You know, usually you have like 10 on a new car, but 32, I can deal with that. Uh, he pulls it in and gets it together when he did not have to, I was ready to order it and wait 10 weeks. I got it that day, drove it home, dude, because of Ashley's pregnancy situation, right. And how she can't get out of bed. Right. Yeah. One of their mechanics got in the car with me. I drove him to my house where he then changed my tags and license plate at my house and then took my Impreza and drove it back for me. Wow. Door to door like, service, baby, bro. And I was like, you cannot beat that customer experience. You just can't. And they gave me the number that I wanted on a monthly cost. 
I don't. I didn't pay a cent more than I wanted to pay. Gotta love it when a plan comes together. It came together better. He texted me. He's like, "Yo, thank you so much for putting that in my head to try and find one because I had no. There was no shot. But luckily, one just came in that day from Jersey. They went and found it. They traded an Outback and I think a Legacy for it. They traded two vehicles to get me mine. Like this place went above and beyond. So if you're in the market for a new Subaru, if you're in the market for a new used car or a new used, you know what I mean? A pre-owned vehicle. That's not a Subaru. If you're in the market for a Volkswagen, whatever colonial and Feasterville, I did not get paid to say this. I just had such a wonderful experience. They went above and beyond for me that I just felt it right to shout them out, especially after I had a sour taste in my mouth uh, the last time. And we now have the car of our dreams and it's, it's I'm gl- everything. I'm glad to hear they redeemed themselves. That's where I got my first car. The second Subaru I got, I didn't get it there because they didn't have any more white Subaru legacies. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, hopefully my next Subaru, hopefully I'll be back. And the white is what I got for this ascent. I showed you a picture of it. The The photo doesn't even do it justice. Oh, it I'm sure, you know, it's got all the bells and whistles. I'm bro, sure it's beautiful. It's stunning. It's yeah. stunning. Yeah. So I am I am obsessed. My wife is obsessed, even though she was biased to the GMC. She is obsessed, and we're ready to rock and roll, and we have the car of our dreams for the next three years. Safe so, travels. I love it. So thank you uh, to them, and I don't scrape in my driveway because it's so high up off the ground. It's awesome. Yeah, you don't have a little uh, well, impressive no more. <laughs> no, I don't scrape, man. Well, it's a beautiful thing. I don't have to cut my wheel like I'm cutting the grass. It's great. Uh, so let's move on. We're 18 minutes into the show, and we haven't touched trivia yet. But let's get into the trivia. Seven for me, six and a half for you. I'm going to give you the question first. All right. We got in the Mighty Ducks three, the one where they go to the high school. Uh, Gordon Bombay is no longer their coach. Their new coach is coach. What? Answers, please. Really? Yeah, I don't do it. I haven't seen the movie in 10 years. Oh, that's shocking. Is it Coach O'Ryan? Is it Coach Bradley? Is it Coach Voss? Or is it Coach Hart? Let's go, Voss. Is Coach Orion the first? God damn! I I double guess myself. As soon as you said it, I was like, God damn it! You can call me Coach, or you can call me Coach Orion. Uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah, brilliant. It's I don't brilliant. remember it. Such All a right. bad movie, but I love it. Keep it moving. What is the first Pokemon card to ever be banned in tournaments? Just a Pokemon. Oh, I don't in need tournaments. Actual- That's a good caveat because I was about to say. A different card just like banned overall for nudity or sexual like stuff like that. Banned in tournaments. Oh. Uh I'm gonna need the answers. Okay, you have A Slowking, B Sneasel, C Jinx, D Sabrina's Gengar. See now I was gonna go with Kadabra, but that's not one of your answers. Uh can you do it again? I'm sorry. Okay, you have A, Slowking, B, Sneasel, C, Jinx, D, Sabrina's Gengar. I'm, I'm going to go Sabrina's Gengar. Incorrect, it is Sneasel. Mm. He just did too much damage and he had no weaknesses. Is that the card that had like 10 times and then 20 times? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, he I was too that. powerful. I know that card. It's like, I think it was like beat up and... Uh, it had it was like four energies beat up, and then it did a shit ton of. Yeah, it was like an, it was like a little cheat that some I guess the tournaments found that they had to ban them. 
Well, it's funny because Sneasel's not even the final form. It's Weavile is the final form. So that's the base Pokemon. And I the card is not powerful. I bet it only has like 50 or 60 or 70 HP. So that's just crazy. You could probably like attach a shit ton of like bench cards or something to it to power up the attack or something crazy. Yeah, I never would have gotten that in a million years. But that's cool. That's still seven for me, six and a half for Sam. Uh, as we go into our top three, this top three, like we said, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be random, but it's going to be our top three things that are popular that we just never could get into, whether that's present or past. Um, shit, I'd do future if I could <laughs> do that too. Yeah. But Sam, let's dive into it. What's the first thing that you just couldn't get into? Yeah, and like I would say like these aren't really in no particular order, but my number three, I went with Magic the Gathering. Hmm. Nice. I kind of I, I kind of like I made one like a card game, a game, and then one was just other. Yeah. So the one that was a card game was Magic the Gathering. You it know, crossed my w- mind. It crossed my mind. It didn't make you my know, list. From Wizards of the Coast, released in 93. Uh, you know, I, I, the only friends growing up that ever played Magic was was Machi. And he played it with his, you know, he went to a different school than we did. So it's like those friends we never saw. So our friends was always just Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. Like I barely played Pokemon. I played the shit out of Yu-Gi-Oh, but. For whatever the reason, Magic, it never, it, it just never, you know, I never wanted to play it. I know that 20 billion Magic cards were produced from 2008 to 2016. So, like, the popularity it was there. It's still there. It's still around. But just one that just get me by. My number three is, like, a combo answer. You could take either one of them. I don't really care. It's just, like, the popular Twitch game. It's Fortnite or Among Us. Like, Either one of them, I don't care whichever day it is, but those are like the types of game I just, I never could. I played one Fortnite game and I came in second and I was like, okay, like that's kind of impressive. Thank you. And I was like, I can kind of see why people could enjoy this. And then I played a couple more and I quickly just did not find it appealing and never went back to it. I could never watch it. Never like ever could watch it. And among us, I just don't get the appeal. Um, Again, it's like it's five dollars on Nintendo Switch, so it's not like it's a tough thing to get into, and I don't even understand it, and I don't care to. So it's just something that never clicked with me. Um, I'm happy to try Fall Guys. That's you know that's kind of fallen off as the big hit game. I'm I'm happy to try that, but the other two, Among Us and Fortnite, they just never clicked with me. Like honestly, they, they could be my two too. Like I said, I went with games, but I, I just picked a different game out of them three. Again, Fall Guys to me would be the funner game, but I picked Diablo. Hmm, that's a good it, one too. It, it's it's like again, I consider the, all them three games. Like again, I just would never. It just it just missed me by the boat. Again, another game that Machi used to play the shit out of. Even Alex, his you know his, his brother used to always play growing up. And he should. Our boy Nickmon used to play this. Like they play this game for hours and hours like, on end. I think like TJ did too. And yeah, even Timmy. He's, and Timmy, yeah, they all did. So it's like all these guys always played this game. You know, by Blizzard. But I I I don't know. Like I know there was there's three out now. I know Diablo Four is in development. I, I, They're remastering I, too, as well, or something like that. Yeah, like, but you know, it's like it, it's funny that if they were like, "Yo, this live action movie's coming," I'll, I'm in. I'd, I'd be watching <laughs> day one. You show me like demons and, and battles and dragons, like I'm there, sold. But eh, forever the game, uh, I'll pass. It ain't no Gunbound. I'll tell you that. Much. Oh, it doesn't even come close. It ain't no Gunbound. Yeah, like the whole MMORPG thing, like that. I guess like that you could kind of encompass all that. Like again, popular Twitch games. Like if it's number one on Twitch. I'm probably not into it. Yeah. Uh, that is actually it for my pop culture. These next two are have nothing to do with with like nerdy stuff. Number two, I do not understand the obsession that I get it. I get it for the ladies, but for the dudes, I don't get this obsession with sneakers. 
and like mm. why you need a sneaker co- collection that you'll never wear and you just want to keep them. Now I get it. People collect weird shit. I collect video games from 1985. So like I'm with it in terms of like that, but you're not even going to wear them. I play my games at least. What they, Think of it more as an investment. But they want to buy shoes to have a matching shoe for the matching outfit. I don't give Every a color. F- I don't give a fuck about fashion or how I look. I am married. <laughs> I have two children and I have what I need in life. I'm all good. I ain't trying to impress no one. So I get it. If you're a single looking to mingle and you're in your 20s and shit like that and, and you live with your parents or hell, you just have a really successful job and what you want to invest your, you know, fuck you money in is sneakers. You go for it. But boy, howdy, do I not give a shit? My sneakers that I'm currently wearing, I got in 2015. They are seven years six years old and i still wear them blue they're blue they're ugly as sin but you got your money's worth though they were free (laughs) i don't even you know how i buy sneakers sam i go on amazon and whatever skate shoe is on sale i buy it whether it's etnies whatever dc whatever it's like 40 50 bucks hey it's a good deal that's expensive to me i'm at like the 35 range (laughs) so like if i go on uh what's that called zippos i think is the shoe thing like on Black Friday, I'll pick up a pair of Americas for $35, the slip-ons or something. I'm just not into the sneaker thing. I'm also into skate shoes. So like Shit, Jor- I still wear some skate shoes. Jordans don't do it for me. They never did. Iversons, I was never into that phase. I think that's where it all started. Every kid in seventh grade had those leather Iversons. And I was like, fuck that. When I was on the basketball team, I played in Etnies. That tells you all you need to know about me. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't I just don't get sneakers. They're just not they're just not appealing yeah. to me. Yeah. My number one, it, it's TikTok. Fuck, fuck, fuck. That should absolutely yeah. be on my list. Fuck. It's, I'm it, with you. That's my number three. Fuck it. That's it. <laughs> Good fucking call. That's a great, great I mean, hey, n- nothing against anyone who uses TikTok or that's how you, you made. Hey, some people made millions of dollars doing TikTok. Hey, that, that's great. I, I, maybe I'm just, I know I'm not that advanced to be making them cool videos, them cool edits that you see. And and I'm, I, I really don't have the time to be looking at all these videos. Like I, I know people that just don't look at their phone for hours on end of TikTok. I, I don't got time for TikTok. Like, Hey, and guess what? I did make one. I ain't gonna lie. I have six posts. I haven't made any sense. It's like, okay. Like I just made it. It's like, okay, this is, it was, it was cool for like a minute, but I did, I did no cool edits. I just took a straight video added like a song or music and that was it same thing i would do for ig so i was like ah i'm I'm just i guess too old and grumpy for tiktok fuck tiktok bro that is such a good call i absolutely love it no app and no phone or ipad in my household between any of us have tiktok downloaded thank goodness we are not a tiktok family thank god my wife does not like tiktok or else i love that Fuck, dude. That is so good. I hate TikTok. I hate when I see them on Twitter or on somebody's IG story. I just don't give a uh, shit. Okay, so this 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 angry heifer TikTok, I better see it for your number one. Bro, TikTok is was created for white women to dance poorly. Like that's all <laughs> it was created for, brother. And I am dead set on that opinion. And it just became something where cooking fads happen. I fucking hate TikTok and I'm with you, but <laughs> But I don't have the vitriol for the number one as I do for TikTok. I can't make TikTok my number one in all due conscious because I forgot to add it at no, all. No, I would just shift your list down. I would say, okay, this is your one. This would be your real two. And then, you know, your three was there. I got <sighs> it. Bro, 
Because look at you. Fine, fine. Then TikTok. I can tell by the tone of your voice. You're pissed off. Pissed off. TikTok is number one. I'll move suit. uh, I'll move uh, sneakers to three. I'll move Fortnite off the list. And my former number one, which is now my number two, bro. I just cannot understand the people's obsession with sushi. Mm. Okay. Again, I. I see both sides. I like certain sushi, like certain kinds of sushi. I don't like everything, but it's I, I see what you're saying. I get you. I've tried it multiple times, so it's not coming from somebody who's never tried it and just doesn't like it. Um, I've tried sashimi, salmon sashimi. It didn't really do it for me. Um, if it is a roll that I'm going to try, I'll try it with if it has no avocado and it is cooked fish. I'll Did- try it. I uh, see. I, I don't know if it's cooked or not. Like I know I used to have like the super dragon crunchy roll. That was always phenomenal with the, the sauce they gave me when it was always oh, a nice little like a nice little rolling. if it's like tempered like shrimp on the inside or like or you get uh, like a lump of crab meat with it too. Something like that. Or if yeah. it's uh, what was I going to say? If it's like uh, like it's the spicy tuna. I don't I don't mind it, but I just don't get it. I don't. I don't like all that rice. That's way too much rice for me. I'm not a huge rice person. So, and when my wife, when my wife gets, I think it's either a spider roll or a California roll or something. It comes with that limit, like the imitation crab meat on the top. Yeah. And I sh- shit, dude, when she's not looking, I pick that shit off and I eat the crab by itself because that's delicious. Yeah, that. because it's a huge lump of crab meat. But like everybody, dude, they just, oh, let's go for sushi. Like, fuck you. Go to McDonald's. Like, fuck you. <laughs> no, the, see, the only thing about sushi, it's like you eat it and then an hour later you're hungry. You're hungry and I'm a fucking fat guy. I and don't it's have like, time for this. You know, it's like I'm not the rock. I'm not going to order, you know a hundred dollars worth of sushi like i'm gonna i'll probably order like two three things and it's like then i'm good like already like the sodium levels like it's over nine thousand I, I listen i appreciate shogun the place around us because they have it is very good <laughs> very good it's and it's half price aka that's just the rate we charge and we just call it half price so they have very reasonable rates and that's where i've tried my sushi from and like i, I like their gyoza fucking gyoza i like that but and, and I get the hibachi. It's a dumpling. I get the hibachi, but I just don't. I just can't try sushi. I tried it. It just don't. It doesn't connect with me. And like, it's really like the reputation that sushi has. Like when you have somebody says, oh, "I'm gonna go for sushi for lunch," like get the fuck out of here. Let's go to a barbecue spot. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Give me some ribs. Give me some fucking wit. Oh, I love it. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Like the popular shit that I just can't get into. I think people like sushi because it's cool. I don't think people like sushi because they like sushi. Um, and this is coming from somebody who is married to someone who is absolutely obsessed with sushi and she cannot wait to have it once she gives birth because you can't have it when uh, when you're yeah. partners. So, yeah, that is our top three. We haven't even touched the news and we're half hour into this podcast. Uh, well, let's that dive is, in, brother. That is uh, the, the top three popular things we just can or couldn't get into and fuck TikTok. Uh, <laughs> let's get into movies here. Uh, Black Widow is coming out July 9th and we have the review or at least IGN's thoughts on it. And so... Uh, a lot of the reviews we have tonight are on the longer side. You're going to have to strap in as that was my belt buckle strap noise. It didn't work. Marvel's long awaited black widow film shakes up the classic superhero movie form styled like an espionage thriller. The film digs into Natasha Romanoff's mysterious past as a trained assassin opening up about her family and introducing a new inventive villain taskmaster. But while the film is plied, 
excuse me, with eye-catching action sequences. They could have just said filled, but that's fine. It struggles to strike a balance between action and family drama and reinforces some of Marvel's tired tropes of women superheroes. It ultimately captures Natasha as a formidable fighter with unshakable morals, making her inadequate endgame send-off all the more bittersweet. Eight. Seven. Did you... I figured all they did were given eights, so... (laughs) Did you... uh, That's not a trend this week. Uh, did you happen to catch Charlie's review of this? I I, I I saw that he posted it, but I did not watch it. I, I watched I, I, I watched it. I it. Yeah, I watched it because he does a spoiler-free one before it comes out, so I don't care if I watch it. He like basically goes character by character and says, do they belong, do they fit? And that's all I really want to know. Like, is Taskmaster a good villain? Or is uh, David Harbour's character wasted? And does Natasha outshine Florence Pugh's character? Or does Florence Pugh's kind no. of character kind of stand up and rise on her own? Which I found out is the case. Apparently, Florence Pugh is kind of the star of the show here. And it's again, mm. it's since it's we're only a week away. This is coming out a week from the time you're hearing this. July 9th is the release date. I have succumbed to the fact that I'm going to watch it release weekend. And I'm going to have you know thoughts on it, I'm sure. But the overall thought here from not just Charlie and even IGN alluded to it. This movie's trying to be a born movie as opposed to a Marvel movie. And I don't think it sticks either one. That's where I think the consensus lands is it's trying to be a Marvel movie while trying to be a born movie and doesn't do either one of them well enough to like stick out. So yeah. it's just kind of another try to do a mix of both and you really don't get land like you land it, but you, you kind of, it was like no a gym. It's it. like a gymnast who lands it, but kind of wobbles a little bit and gets a point deducted. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's not it's not Simone Biles. She's the shit. Oh, but she's she, I mean, we already know she's the absolute goat. The I, goat. I, I mean the, the movie's already you know the budget they have is over is two hundred million plus. Is the well budget. they've been marketing it for fucking years. Like they had to add to that marketing budget because the oh movie should have been yeah. out a year yeah, ago. It, it's pro- I would say if I had to guess it's probably like two fifty with marketing 300, 350. So it's like it's projected to make anywhere from one fifty to two twenty five opening week opening it's, weekend worldwide. It's it's a tough call i don't envy the marketing team and the higher upset marvel because you got to take make a decision on how much to market this film for an entire year after it should have been out how much do we dump into this knowing that there's still a pandemic and some people are still afraid to go to the theaters and sure there's the 30 dollars disney plus piece of it that you can try but the second the second that that movie is out because it's on disney plus in hd it's going to be pirated immediately it's going to be available to pirates so you have that to think about so are we dumping this movie in just so people can go pirate it i don't envy those you know that those people have to make those decisions but you have to bank on a in a in a virus i'm sorry a pandemic is this movie going to gross what it would have done pre and then some because we are we have to dump in this extra marketing so you know this will be the first big movie back it'll be the obviously the clear winner it'll be the first marvel movie in two years released in theaters so it's got its potential. Yeah, um, and it's fun just reading like a couple of reviews and Pew's they saying she's the MVP. She's the, the standout. Movie. And that's fine yeah. with me. I love Florence Pew. Yeah. She was rocking and fighting with my family as Paige. She did great. And so I'm cool with it. I think all this movie needs to be is a seven to do really, really well. Yeah. No, again, we needed this movie 10, 15 years ago. This movie literally <laughs> had it had to come out. Like Disney had to release this. Because this was, you know, maybe a tease at the end for was setting up something else or whatever they were trying to say with the the Hawkeye TV show. I'm just just glad it's finally coming out. Yeah, 
Uh, we now have the review for the Forever Purge, and this is longer than the damn Black Widow review. Jesus. So, again, strap in. And you're not the one reading it. The Forever Purge is the most different film of the bunch in terms of theme, setting, and overall look. There's a reason, though. Other than creators James DeMonico wanting to shake up the franchise, the Forever Purge is the monster finally achieving its true form. The hateful creature that's always been right underneath the surface has now hatched, and for better or worse, the series will never be the same. Seeing Purge violence in the daylight is striking and disturbing since it's something close to what we were used to absorbing in real life. The dystopian fantasy elements of the saga are now at their thinnest, painting a cinematic world that may hit too close to home for some. Ultimately, it's a solid entry that can either act as an ending or a new beginning. I'm going to go seven. You are correct. And I'd like to say I fucking nailed that read. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, you, I, you did great, my friend. I brought emphasis. I didn't screw up a word. I, I thought my pace, my that just felt right. <laughs> that just felt and, right. But now you know what I was saying of it's a different purge movie than you're no, used to. And I'm kind of I like what he said. Like the the series definitely needed a shakeup. You're on the what fifth movie. I think it got two seasons in, you know, as a TV show. Like it definitely needed to bring new life. And you know that kind of intrigued me. I did had no idea they were even working on a movie. It, it's good to know that you now I can kind of dive back in this crazy world. After the last couple months of IGN's reviews. I started to get a sour taste in my mouth because that's how we do our reviews. We do impressions when we see it and reviews just when things are out and we use IGN as the source to do the review. But they were really shooting out scores out of their ass recently. So I've been shaky ground. But these two, I'm, I feel good with. A couple sevens, I'm good with that. That's what we need right now is sevens. We just don't need threes. Like I watched a movie called uh, 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 False Positive on Hulu two nights ago. It is absolutely the worst movie I've seen in years. Don't fucking try it. So that's like a two. I, I will say they was uh, they did rate what IGN Loki the newest episode they gave it a six a five a five it, they said it was the the weakest like the weakest of the show and I said that's funny because it was my favorite of the show uh, easily the best one of at least out of the six that were on the fourth one the fourth so far was my freaking favorite yeah a lot of people share that opinion I would say for me it's right behind the uh, the pilot for my favorite but yeah not not far off I mean you're absolutely right so uh, IGN so take IGN been, with a grain of salt just keep in mind these are independent reviewers that's not IGN's overall thoughts it just happens to be the person that reviewed it and maybe it just didn't connect with them that's the problem you have with scored reviews it's like you're counting on a reviewer that you don't know well, that's why a lot of times like I, we started with IGN five years ago reading their reviews because a lot of the reviewers we knew from Twitter, but those people have moved on. So now you have a new team and we don't know them or trust their opinions. But obviously, we still use IGN reviews as the review reads. But, you know, we'll, we'll get into some impressions now. Again, impressions are our thoughts. Uh, there was a couple trailers that dropped. One during the pod last week. We actually stopped the show and did a breaking news segment and said, we'll talk about it next week. We promise. Uh, you watched it. I watched it. Shang-Chi got a second trailer, maybe even a third look overall. Two, two and a half minutes, somewhere in there. We even got a look at the big bad at the end. What would you think of the new Shang-Chi trailer? I'm looking forward to this more than I'm looking forward to Black Widow. Ah, that's easy. Yeah, that's, you know, a, that's a no-brainer. It's it, Again, it, it's something different. This looks like rather than like the, the rinse, wash, repeat Marvel's been doing. I'm actually really looking looking forward to seeing Shang Chi. Like I, I I love martial arts. I mean, we we've been pretty vocal on here, and I've been pretty vocal since day one, saying Iron Man three, uh, what they did to the Mandarin was horrible. 
Marvel knew that. Now they're finally doing him justice to give him the respect he deserves. And we also got the confirmation that, yes, it was indeed, in fact, Benedict Wong fighting Abomination. Which he looked good compared to his first, what was that, tw- uh, 18 years ago? His first appearance. Yeah, it was like, what, 2008? The Incredible right, the Hulk Nor- with Edward The Norton, Norton one. Yeah, 2008. Not two- I was thinking 2003 with What's-His-Face. Eric yeah, 2000, yeah, 2008 with Norton. So we're talking 13 years. I mean, hey, I, I'll still say I, I, I miss Edward as Norton. You miss Edward as Norton? I, I, I miss Edward as Norton. I miss Edward as the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I, I still think he's better than... Uh, Mark, Mark Ruffalo, I, yeah. I, I for just whatever reason, I know they had their their differences, like whatever. But th- this movie, the only one that really I, that really needs to kind of win me is Aquafina. I, I feel like she could go either way. I, I just think hope, she's like the best friend. Yeah, I, I just like. hope she they it's just not too in her face. Like, don't give me too much. When this movie got announced, I was like incredibly hyped for it because I think Marvel is sneakily like hilarious. I think their movies are really funny. So like I got like a rush hour vibe kind of going with like Aquafina as Tucker and Shang-Chi as Jackie Chan type thing. And like, at least from a playful banter perspective, I don't think it's going to be a buddy cop thing, but like, just like from that way, are they going to tell kind of these kind of funny jokes? And I ultimately am still excited for this movie. Seeing the trailers has unfortunately kind of gotten me less hype. Um, Cause I just don't know the story. And now I feel like I know the story and I don't, care about watching the movie like what else am i really going to learn and i just hope that this isn't like you said it looks to be a little different formula i just hope this doesn't turn out to be just another mcu thing because i can't tell you how bored and just over the mcu i i kind of am and like loki is so just mediocre to me and i'm so disappointed that i feel that way um again it's not burnout we haven't had a marvel movie in two years but like for me I think I said this to my wife. I don't know, maybe I said it to you too. After Endgame happened, because Endgame's not my favorite either. Uh, didn't I don't love time travel. That's like kind of where it's at. Yeah. Like, where are you going to go? Well, you got to start a new timeline. But we know what was what are, they, what are they doing? They're going to bring in Kang, who is a time traveler villain. So you're really not going to like Phase Four <laughs> of Marvel. It's real. It's just not going to connect with me. Like, there are other villains out there that I think would have done a thing and like it's how can you be bigger than thanos and it's like well you know have you met galactus i don't know but that, that's it there besides like to me that, that that is the pinnacle of marvel and that might be phase five six like when they're ready to kind of end marvel movies but i don't know if that's ever gonna can happen at this point it's just so much like falcon felt like along a six episode marvel movie and they're saying in the reviews, a lot of them said you could have cut Black Widow up into six episodes and just made it a, a, a Disney Plus series. And like, I'm just so tired of that schlock. And like, they said it in this review, the Marvel tropes. And like, that's kind of where I hope this movie doesn't go based on the trailer. I just don't, I don't know. I get a little bit of a different vibe. But if this is like a different Marvel movie that takes risks, kind of like Ragnarok did, the first two Thor movies suck. <laughs> they just do. And Ragnarok decided to I take like a risk. The first one. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I'm weak. Uh, that's fine. You're and you're like I like Iron Man three more than you do. So everybody's entitled to their opinions, even though mine's wrong. And like, <laughs> I appreciate that Ragnarok took a chance and did something completely different with Thor. And now he's like everyone's favorite Avenger, myself included, because he's fucking hilarious. And it's just, and he's fat. Like that's the best. He relates to me. I have the body of a god. And so. Uh, <laughs> I just I Shang Chi was cool. I'm gonna see it, you know, very soon after. It we releases. see them all. Come on. I'm just 
I'm just still where I was. It's just I'm I'm excited. Let's talk about let's talk about the movie we we really want to talk about. Yeah, I'm, you know, just it's just a, until it isn't, it's just another Marvel movie. So I'll just wait patiently until it comes out. Uh, the next movie we have again, we've been looking forward to this for a while. We just wanted to see footage. It was supposed to be out already. Now we finally saw the debut trailer for the Soprano sequel. The origin story of Tony Soprano, played by uh, my, uh, James Gandolfini's son, which is just so fourth wall mind breaking. Uh, the Many Saints of Newark got its debut trailer. I'll let you start. What'd you think? And his son is Michael Gandolfini, and uh, he looks just freaking like him. Oh my god, sixties <laughs> haircut included. But yeah, dude, just right. dude, just the music, the tone of this. Um, David Ch- David, David Chase, Chase being he, involved. He, in he's it. back. He written by him and Lawrence Connor. He's producing it, being directed by Alan Taylor. You'll say, Alan Taylor, what did what did he direct? Terminator Genesis, Thor the Dark World. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I, I was, before you went in your Thor rant, I was already going to hit you with that. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Oh, the two worst of their franchises. That's... Um, but but again, you know, you're getting David's back on this. You know, John. He learned Bernthal from his mistakes. It. He learned from his mistakes. We can only hope. Uh, <laughs> Vera Farmiga, she's in it. She's always fantastic. You only saw Joey Diaz for a quick second at the at the table. But again, I, I'm so happy to dive back in this world to see how Tony Soprano grew up. Let's not forget Ray Liotta, who's playing Ray Liotta. That's only everybody sounds. Oh, yo! I see his face and laugh. I just think of the meme and I just laugh. So it's like every time he laughs, I'm laughing. I what have is, to laugh. What was that product that he was pushing? That everybody made the meme of? Oh my god, I can't remember. Uh, oh, oh, Chantex. 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 <laughs> Chantex. Oh, fucking really? Uh, you got Corey Stoll, who was in. Um, oh my god, the Netflix movie with or the Netflix show with Spacey, um, the White House one. Oh, he's the vice president. House of Cards. Uh, you got Never Leslie Odom it. Jr. is in it. He was in Hamilton. He was Aaron Burr. Like, this is a stacked cast. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, like you said, Joey Coco Diaz is in it. It's funny as heck because, like, you think of Junior Soprano. The last thing I think of is Corey Stoll. You think of, obviously, the man. But you got to put yourself in the mind that this is, like, in the 60s and, and 70s and, like, the very early years of Tony Soprano. So, overall, like, it didn't do anything for me to not like it. No, it, I, I'm day one watch. HBO yeah, Max, HBO I'm there. Max. Day one, say it two hours. I hope it's more. Yeah, and you know what? That's right. I mean, my wife loves The Sopranos as well. I think it's what been we'll years. Do, it's been years. I think what we'll do is, um, I mean, we've gone through The Sopranos three or four times already in the seven years we've been together. It's a pretty frequent watch, but I think we'll probably go through one more time. Right around when the baby get ready. born, yeah. At least the last couple seasons when they're writing a fucking Saw movie. Um, <laughs> like, at least when Christopher Moltisanti uh, is... Uh, is so what we got to what, October? Film writer, yeah. October 1st, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's the October beginning 1st. of October 1st. So I'm excited as all heck. Again, it didn't do anything for me to hate it. And when it's a movie like this, basically a prequel, like, and you know my stance on a lot of prequels, is I don't need to know and I like, have in stone what happened i'd like to just keep it in my imagination that's generally my thought rogue one stuff like that when it didn't do anything for me to feel that way because like the sopranos doesn't really dive into tony's childhood a lot so there wasn't really any stories or anything like that from the sopranos that you watch like oh shit and that they're gonna like tag on i'm sure there'll be obvious callbacks like uh the deli and stuff like that but 
it didn't it's not doing anything to like bastardize the sopranos as a tv series if this movie sucks i can still go watch the sopranos and yeah. enjoy it whereas if like el camino sucked it would have taken a little bit of the shine at least off the final season of breaking bad and luckily, oh, i, I was- just finished the episode where uh hank finds out so i just oh, I watched God. the episode after that it's like oh the the fact that there's no background music and damn near silence is brilliant. Oh, so it's just good. brilliant episode, brilliant season, brilliant so show, great. Breaking Bad. But like, if El Camino sucked, that would have kind of taken a little bit of shine. But El Camino, luckily, is a good enough movie. It's not perfect, but it's good enough. So that's kind of where I'm at here. Is like, as long as you don't fuck it up royally, I'm gonna sit back. I love gangster movies. I love. I'm fascinated by organized crime and just in general and the documentaries and stuff like that. And so. You know, sit back, relax, and enjoy the many saints in Newark. Go check it out. The trailer is on our social media right now, along with the Shang Chi trailer. Um, and by the time you're hearing this, the Mortal Kombat trailer will be up because that's what we're going to shift to now. Mortal Kombat Legends, the animated one from last year, the Scorpion's Revenge one, is getting a sequel. Battle of the Realms. They dropped the debut trailer today, so July first, uh, Thursday. Sam, you recently just watched it. I watched it twice. Uh, what'd you think? Oh, again, th- this is up our alley. I- I- again, I-, I enjoyed the first one. I, I thought it was great. Was August 31st comes out on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I guess I pick up the first one. I'm going to have to pick this up. I'm-, I'm a sucker. What can I say? They're again, on HBO Max. I'm good. Oh, it, it is coming HBO Max? Did- well, the first one is now, and this one's only a matter of time. It'll probably be within a month. I, I don't even remember if I-, if I bought that or not. I'm not sure. But I'm just happy to see it look like it was Smoke that's going to be in this. Smoke's my boy, so I'm always happy to see him in anything. And then, of course, Raiden, Scorpion, Liu Kang. And, like, our boys are going to be in it. So Kintaro, I, 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 think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a blast. Kintaro is in it, dude. The mini boss of Mortal Kombat dude, 2. Cyrax, come on. The the half tiger man. Like, I I thought it was fine. Um, the, I didn't love Scorpion's Revenge. Again, I thought it was fine. It's telling yeah, the yeah, same stories. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you said. Like, it's the same story. It's fine for what it is. I, I enjoyed it. I, if I did pick it up, Blu-ray, I spent 10 bucks. whatever. What I appreciate about this one is it's not just the normal tournament arc. They're framing it as it's the final tournament. It's basically the 10th. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. If Outworld wins the 10th, it's all over anyway. So, like, I like the way they're at least making it have stakes as opposed to it's the tournament arc again, which we're going to get in the next live action movie. So, like, be prepared. Um I love that they're introducing characters like Devora, who didn't come in until Mortal Kombat X, the bee, the woman who's made of bees or is like, is it bee? So like, that's pretty cool. I hope Aaron Black is in it. He's my favorite new Mortal Kombat character. So like, that'd be really neat. Um, you know, Reiko from like the live action, he's in it. Um, so it's, it's nice. It's fine. <laughs> it's weird because the animation looks like it's skipping frames at times. Like when Shang Tsung and Liu Kang face off, their arms are up top of their head and all of a sudden they're at their side. It's just like, where the hell did that frame of animation go? It's very Batman, the animated series, like a wannabe, at least the art style. They're trying to be that because it's Warner Brothers animation. I get it. Same roof. It, they fail. I like that. It's like their C team. They're, they fail. I mean, Batman, the animated series is in a class of its own in terms of animation, especially for the time that it came out. It was it's exactly. literally it, was, it set the tone is literally ahead of its time. So this is a little behind its time. And I absolutely hate, hate the way Katana looks. And I hate Sonya's the way they drew her hair. It just bothered the shit out of me for some weird reason. But this is fine. You know, very Liu Kang heavy, very Tormund heavy, very Shao Kahn heavy, which is neat. Yeah, um, it really is. Again, don't forget our boy Kung Lao. He was in it too. So yeah, see if yeah. we see some we, fatalities. We both love Kung Lao, so that's fine. And 
again, if you like Mortal Kombat, you're probably going to like this. It's probably not going to do anything offensive because Mortal Kombat story is so fucked seven ways to Sunday anyway. that it's probably just going to yeah. do a thing. Hang on for the ride, baby. That's kind of where you're at. Like the first game story was in its end credit when you beat the game with the person. You got a paragraph like that was the story. So, I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. Just sit back. Enjoy the fatalities. Enjoy, you know, the witty banter. You got Joel McHale back as Johnny Cage. I'm sure he's going to have a ton of fun. You know, whatever. It was just fine. Didn't do anything to like make it unwatchable. It's just going to be a, a fine, good old fashioned six. And I'm here for that. Uh, the last story we have in movies is a delay. The way hey, hey continues to be the hardest part. Uh, we have no idea when this movie is going to come, but apparently October 22nd is the new date for Dune coming to HBO Max. It is after all that back and forth. It's coming to HBO Max. Is this movie going to actually hit 21? Are they going to try and delay it to 22 where this whole HBO Max theater thing isn't going to be a thing? I mean, it's a shame because I know there's so many people that want to see this movie. It's probably got pushed back at least four or five times. I I mean, the cast, I mean, Josh Brolin, Batista, David Demotion, who's in goddamn everything. He's poking out, man, in Suicide Squad. This guy is in, in freaking everything. Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem. I, 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 I just... Credit the worm. I want to see the damn worm monsters. <laughs> Again, this is this is the HBO Max. I will definitely take advantage. Uh, you know what? October, maybe I do want to see this in theaters, actually. Maybe, just maybe, they delay it to 22. I, I don't. I don't think they. I really think they. Again, a lot of these fr- like these movies, they need their money back. So, well, this is Warner Brothers' call anyway. It's not the Dune producers' call. It's it's going to be Warner Brothers' call. This movie's done. It should have come exactly. out last it, year. It, so. it should have been done, but they they need their money. So, you got, yeah, you get the service for thirty one days on HBO Max. So they got that. Mm. I think I'm. I I don't. I think I'm passing. Like it's free on HBO Max. I will try it, but I'm not at all excited for this. It's just another thing to me. Just fine. Throw it on the back burner, brother. And for at least, oh, I got 31 days to cook to some bitch, or it's going to be gone for a little bit. <laughs> It'll be back. Those, those things come back It'll to HBO Max pretty quick. But at least they do now. I don't know once theaters are like fully operational. Well, I guess the theaters are fully operational now. Who no, This world is so weird. I still wear a mask. I have to. So that'll be another couple months. But I am fully vaxxed and ready to rock and roll. Uh, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness is uh, the animated series on Netflix coming soon. And uh, we have the review for season one. It's kind of snuck up on us for sure. Uh, Excited for this one. It's definitely going to be a day one watch for me on Netflix. Here's the season one review. Resident Evil Infinite Darkness is a self-contained little four part anime sci-fi thriller. Despite. I hate that. Would have loved to hear horror, but that's, you know, again, despite predictably uh, predictability on who would serve as an antagonist, the bad performance and animation. Wow by certain minor characters and the uh, imbalance of importance and screen time of our two protagonists. Sounds like you hate it. Infinite darkness is a step in the right direction. (laughs) (laughs) Despite these really, really long list of bad things, it's a step in the right direction Uh, for the upcoming resident evil live action series that Netflix is working on and the live action film reboot by Sony pictures. I'm I, I'm going to say seven. Yeah, Sam, you've caught on to the trend of the week. That is the last review, though, so no more sevens. But yeah, triple sevens this week. Go play the, the go play the Powerball. Uh, I mean, I guess that's about all you can 
you expect from an animated Resident Evil show, huh? When you have a live action coming that I'm psyched on the Wesker girls, like I'm super psyched on that one. This one's fucking, it's Leon, it's Wesker, it's all the shit. Yeah, you we, we gotta, we gotta check it out. I hate that they call it an anime because it's in CG. Like, I hate that. I hope there's a, some hand-drawn stuff in here. Call it like a CGI movie or something. For real. Like, they call it anime to make it sexier, but like, Castlevania is an anime. Let's, let's not confuse things. So hopefully Resident Evil has some anime, like, initial D. They did like the anime CG hybrid thing, kind of ahead of its time. Hopefully, maybe they do it here too. Of course, I'm going to watch it day one. I'm assuming you will as well. Four, four part. Like that's easy. Yeah, Let's easy. Just dive in. The Trinity Killer, the best villain, arguably in like prime time cable history, at least one of, is returning for the Dexter reboot. Don't give spoilers away for season four of Dexter. Go watch it. Greatest season of television. Good old and Arthur Mitchell. Love it. John uh, John Lithgow is coming back to reprise the role. Now they say it's only going to be a very small cameo. My guess is a flashback and or like a nightmare type situation. It, it's it's got to be a, a flashback scene of maybe a little moment that they never showed before or like you know, the big moment that they didn't show. You know what I mean? Like his final act type deal. Maybe that we do. Oh, that. my God. No, that would that, 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 that would break me. That, but, no, but, I can't but, do it. No, but, but, I'm out. no, I'm out. Can't. That means they would have to bring back Julie Benz, and we haven't heard that yet. So if they bring back Julie Benz, I'm right. They could completely keep that under wraps. I would be fine with that too. Leave that to my imagination. That ripped everyone's heart out in America. I would. Oh, um, that that would break me. Bro, Dexter's fucking. It's been over for eight years. I don't care if we fucking spoil it. Like. No, yeah. You no, have no, 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 no. I, I don't want to spoil nothing. I, all I'm going to say is e- even when I rewatched it and the scene came, it still hurt. Season four is 12 years old. <laughs> There's got to be a statute of limitations. It still time. hurt, yo. <laughs> I know. We we recently watched it too. And, oh, man, like I was not looking forward to it. But, again, season four of Dexter is l- literal pristine. A lot of people say that's like they watch it until the end of four and then they just – it's kind yeah, of five, I don't know, five. Don't sleep on five. I like five. Ju- uh, Julia, uh, what the hell's her Styles. name? Julia Styles. She's that. That whole thing's fine. Jordan Ben 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 something. That's fine. Um, the girls in barrels and shit. That's cool. Yeah. But it, after it, that, it, they it get real up. religious in six, and then they fuck up seven, and eight's a, a monstrosity. So like, if you want to end it after five, that's fine. Dexter, just you know, he's a lumberjack and shit. So Trinity Killer coming back. Could be flashback, could be a nightmare, probably more of a flashback. Um, how cool would it be? How cool would it be if it's actually a little bit of a swerve and he has a bigger piece to this than they're leading on and uh, he's the new Harry? And like he's the one who's Dexter's kind of like guiding I angel. I mean, th- that's a great point, but I I don't know. I, 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 I really want to see He was Harry. his protege at one point. But I, I don't know. I, I literally just want to see James Ramar, and I just want to see him sitting in the corner, and I just want to smile like a nerd to myself. Did he? Is he confirmed to come back? I, don't, I, I didn't to be honest, I, I don't, I don't know. Man, I don't know if he's the. I, new, I just thought of that new Harry thing. That would be sick. That is that. Okay, it, 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 if if we, I'll tell you what. If we don't get Harry, yes, it makes one hundred percent that he will be the Harry. Yep. Yeah, or Dexter like he tries to be, and then Dexter like shakes it off and says, "I don't." Or it's both it. of them. Yeah, <laughs> they I start arguing. <laughs> I don't need a Harry. I can do this myself. Like the, uh, whatever it is, I, I like the fact that they're not trying to uh, either a retcon season eight, like they're going with it. It happened, and B, there's not they're not trying to make 
it happen right at the like right at the end where it's, he's clearly older. They are actually doing a time jump, which I to like make it you know that he aged. Yeah, you I like can't that. just act like season eight didn't happen. It's well, not like redoing Game it. of Thrones. Come on, Br- Breaking Bad did the whole. Nope, it's taking place right after when Jesse, you know, Aaron Paul's a little bit, uh, and, and Jesse is clear. Not Jesse. Uh, Todd is like no. It t- everyone else is fine. It's Todd. It's whoa. <laughs> Jesse doesn't look one hundred percent great either. Dude, he, but he's believable. But Todd, you're like, whoa, yo, bro, <laughs> you gained twenty five. Come on, is that is that all? I don't know. I've gained twenty five, and I don't look that bad. Like that's that was wrong. I shouldn't say bad. I shouldn't. No, say I'm kidding, I'm kidding. He's a nice guy, and go fuck yourself, dude. The good, the Bart and the Loki is coming to Disney Plus on July seventh. So it's at a week from now, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a Marvel themed Simpson short, and Tom Hiddleston is doing the voice of Loki. Yeah, dude, this is going to be short. It's going to be fun. You know, this is everyone's going to watch this. This this is going to be awesome. It'll be ten minutes, and you get time back in your day, and it'll be super good. The yeah, Simpsons, you'll get a couple. Go get a couple laughs. This is for the nerds. Definitely worth the, the 15, 20 minutes we'll get. Dare I say it? The last two seasons of The Simpsons have been funny. They've been good. I haven't watched, so I, I it's, again, I always said that I always thought Simpsons were still funny. Shit, I still think Family Guy's funny. So there was a nineteen-year gap there where they weren't funny. <laughs> two decades of not funny Simpsons. You starting at season thirteen, just not funny. Season thirty-two, not so bad. I cannot believe oh, that I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad to hear it. after a couple years they were funny. Yeah, I'm just I cannot believe that show is still going. Uh, Lori Holden, Sean Patrick Flannery, and others have been cast for season three of The Boys. Lori Holden, of course, Andrea from The Walking Dead, uh, the early seasons, and Sean Patrick Flannery, Boondock Saints, gotta love it. And he was in Dexter. Oh my God, he was. He was in season five, right? Uh, he was the boss of Meg. Meg? Oh, I, I that was Family Guy. Deb. <laughs> Deb. Debs. The boss? Yeah, remember when she when she left the force and she did the side gig? Oh my god. That's Sean Patrick finally. Good yeah. call. Holy shit. Yeah. So we bring it back around. Dude, the boys is gonna be they the whole cast, everyone I I believe it. Season three, I don't think we're ready for it. And and I'm here for it. I can't wait. How about this for uh for a six degrees of Kevin Bacon? You ready? Uh, uh, Lori Holden played Andrea in The Walking Dead. Sean Patrick Flannery co-starred in Boondock Saints with who? Norman Reedus, yep. who is now in both both movies in Walking Dead. There you go, a little connection there. Uh, as a matter of fact, we actually know a little bit more about these characters and who they're going to be. Uh, Holden has been cast. This is per IGN has been cast as a character named Crimson Countess. Uh, In the original boys comic book series, Crimson Countess is a member of Payback, an organization branded as the second most popular super team. In the comics, the leader of Payback is Soldier Boy, who's going to be played by Jensen Ackles this upcoming season. So it looks like they're going to be in cahoots there, Holden and Uh, Jensen Ackles. I can't wait to see my boy. Uh, and Sean Patrick Flannery will play Gunpowder. Don't know much about uh, that character, but Miles Gaston Villanueva will play Supersonic, and Nick Welsher will play Blue Hawk. So we're getting a ton, a ton of characters introduced here to season three. I hope they don't put the deep on the back burner again. Let's go. No, he, he's going to shine, and I also love not knowing nothing about these characters. Bring it on. The Last of Us on HBO has cast Joel's daughter Sarah in Nico Parker, who uh, became famous from the Dumbo movie, the live-action Dumbo movie. Oh, the the casting is now complete? Mm, yeah, they have Marlene. They have... Uh, well, do they have Tess? 
And 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 I'd like to see Bill in the show. He's my favorite character from the first game, outside of obviously like Joel and Ellie. Yeah, but I would uh, say the, the the key members are they're together. Uh, Tommy, did Tommy get cast? Did they? I, th- I thought I thought at least the main the main three were at least. Well, Tommy plays a huge role in at least the beginning of the first game. You don't see him to the end of the first game. Yeah, was cool. I was, I was a, the, the first game barely in anything. Bullshit. He's a huge. I mean, he's in it towards the end, obviously. But he's yeah. a, he plays a huge role in the in the very beginning scene because he's like on the getaway with them. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the very beginning, so, yep, yep, yep. And he does enact to a soldier to help. But anyway, anyways, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I heard Tommy. I can't remember right now. I'm, I'm surely not going to Google it. But Nico Parker. Uh, fun little fact here. Sarah in the games is white. Nico Parker. Not so much. I like that. I like that a lot, especially because Pedro Pascal. Exactly. No, again, I, I thought the same thing. They're just going to kind of keep it, in, which is completely fine. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. Well, Twitter didn't think so. Like, get the fuck over. You're, you're always, again, you can't please every. You're always going to get your haters. And again, it's just, successful. I, just just block them. You don't need that negativity in your life. If anyone gets negative. Don't don't keep that shit around. You don't need that. Sam shit block me. You know, I'm ne- I'm a negative nilly sometimes. It just happens. Uh, hey, and- put him on mute. He don't even know. <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> Let me take over in gaming, and we're going to start it off with SGDQ 2021 begins this Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. It's like a half-hour pre-show. The The first run begins at very, very sharply, 12 noon on Sunday. Enjoy July 4th. You're having a barbecue. Throw it on in the background. Seven days, 24-7 of speed run. Goodness. It's crazy. This is the second GDQ my wife's been pregnant for. It feels like it's been 10. Wow. And hey, and again, who are they raising the money for? This time in the summer, it's Doctors Without Borders. Uh, the Prevent Cancer Foundation is ADGQ. SGQ is always Doctors Without Borders. Um, I, uh, I I went through the games already. So if you go past, like scroll through some old episodes in the descriptions, you'll see we talk about the games list. And I also talk about the schedule and some hyped up runs. Really looking forward to that. Um so yeah, Sunday's a stacked day. Sunday's a really stacked day. Sunday and Monday are really, really stacked. And Monday, a lot of people are off uh, as the observed holiday. So yeah. should be a lot of viewers raising great you know money for a great cause. They're gonna hit two point three million, I'm sure. You know, hopefully they get the two four. It is an online event, so don't expect the crowd. Don't expect anything like that. I would assume that now with you know things are lifted and the vaccine is widely available, things like that, that AGDQ twenty twenty two will be the kind of the return to the live event um that makes sense you know, they do a gdqx generally in the fall and it's like only a weekend so maybe that'll be like the test to make sure that everything's going and they'll do that maybe you know during twitchcon they generally do that so we'll wait and see towards the end of the year but i would assume the big return to the the show will be agdq 2022 um in terms of live event there is it does not like sgdq online is great it's like my favorite event outside of AGDQ, obviously. Nothing. It's just so much different when you're online. Half the runners don't even go on camera. So it's just like. Uh, yeah. It takes the experience out a little bit. Man, to see the crowd in the background, they get hyped up when a cool trick happens. There's nothing like. And I was in that room. It was so. I was in that room for arguably the most cringe moment in AGDQ history when the guy told us we could all go outside and lay in front of trucks. Uh, if we want, yeah, to, I, mean, we I, want mean, to be, I remember you saying that. If we want to be cancer free, it was it was fucked. That guy is not allowed back to any event ever. By the way, he was immediately banned for life. But 
dude, nothing like being in that room. So check it out. SGDQ this Sunday, a week. I'll post the link on our Facebook. Like I always do when it goes live. If you want to check it out, just click the Twitch link on our Facebook and, uh, please watch some speed running goodness for a full week. No commercials. Can't beat it. The only gaming impression we have tonight. Let's hear what Greg thought of Mario golf. Super rush. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good for a golf game. It's pretty good. I, you know, Mario Golf's my favorite. I don't know. I, I thought I heard like a lot of people kind of crap on it. I was like, what were you guys expecting? It's my favorite Mario sports series. Uh, Strikers is phenomenal, but there just hasn't been one since the Wii. So it is what it is. But Mario Golf, there's nothing like it. The N64 one is pristine. The 3DS one's phenomenal. Toadstool Tour and GameCube is a damn near perfect golf experience. So like it has a wonderful track record. And this game has six courses just like the other ones. But they're kind of empty courses, and one of them's really fucking frustrating. Um, but, you know. Tough? Nah, nah. Annoying more than tough. Um, it's it's That's it's strange. just it's pretty good. It's a pretty good golf game. I understand where people are upset at lack of content and things like that. I'm okay with paying 60 up front because they did promise, you know, future courses for free and future characters for free. I'm fine with that. We're in a pandemic. I, I'm sure it was planned that way anyway, but like I'm totally cool if you want to continue to support the game afterwards. Because if you gave it to me all up front, I'd play it all and run out of shit to play and be done with it. This at least extends the life of the game for me, and I'll play it for a long time moving forward. It's lacking online tournaments, which is a miss for mm-hmm. me. It, there's online play, and you can play all the modes: battle golf, speed golf, regular golf. I'm three and zero. Don't fucking touch me online. You cannot. Uh, I'm one and zero in all three of them. Uh, so you cannot touch me. That's fine. It's okay. Flex on that a little bit, but there's no tournaments. And I get why golf's a lot different than tennis. Tennis is super quick. Golf is like, but make it three holes. There's your tournament. And then you move on to the next round and play three holes. By the time you play six rounds, there's 18 holes. It's an hour. Yeah, it's like it's, speed golf. It, it's kind of like, you know, make them three holes. Tennis matches are three, like one set online. So you could do three holes for a golf tournament. So that's my only thing. I hope that comes in a future update. I actually prefer golf games that have the meter at the bottom. This has the meter on the side, and I get why they do it because you curve your shots and stuff like that, and the meter curves. So they put it on the side for that, but it it's so fucking weird, and this is my biggest complaint of the game and why it's not great and why it's just pretty good. Sam, in any golf game that you've ever played, you hit A, the meter fills up, you hit A at the top, and then when it comes back, you hit A for the accuracy. Right. Yeah, that was always like the the kick in football. Right. Exactly. It's, it's exactly the same. Right. And that's what you're used to. That's fine. It plays very well. You don't have any complaints, and you move on with your life, and that's how yeah. you play. This game does not do that, and this is the problem. They're right? trying to reinvent the wheel here, and this is why it sucks. So it's vertical, yeah. which is which is fine. It's vertical. You want to give me that? It's a different look. That's cool. You want to curve your shots? That's why it's vertical. That's fine. But what they do. And, why, and they don't really tell you this up front. You got to kind of go look for it. And why it's it's rough is when you get to the top, you'll notice a red triangle uh, kind of coming in from the top. And you think it's just there for pizzazz or whatever. But what this actually is, is basically an oh shit meter. It Once you hit that red triangle, it starts to take out the safeness of your shot, the guaranteed you're going to hit it here, and adds a little bit of RNG to your shot. If you go full power, any basically with any club, maybe outside your driver, if you go full power and that you're in the red triangle, when you go to do your accuracy on the next one, like you're kind of used to when you hit A again, it randomly decides if it'll give you a nice shot 
or if it completely throws you off like you missed and hooks your ball left or right. Mm, and, that kind of sucks. When, I, I hate it. Now, I get it. In real golf, most of us are not pros. It is extremely difficult to play. It's a very difficult sport to pick up and play. I get that. A lot of us have a slice naturally to our shot. A lot of us have, like, that's just what it is. I get that. This is Mario Golf, not Tiger Woods. I don't need a sim. I don't need a realistic thing. Just make it so I can get good. Now, if you want to get good and be safe and have it be in the middle when you're done, you actually have to go lower than full power outside the red triangle. And every time you can nail it down the middle and go exactly where you want to go. So you're sacrificing speed for accuracy. I'm sorry, power for accuracy. I actually get that. The way they execute it is the problem. I don't like randomness. If I nail the shot and I nailed the timing, don't just throw it to the left and give me a curve. I don't want that. That's stupid. It just takes a little <laughs> bit of the enjoyment. Out. Like there's a there's a cool feeling to getting perfect on both. Oh yeah, god, yeah. A presses. So and hearing nice shot. It, like it's kind of awkward when they just make it random. Like there's no secret sauce to it. It's just random. Now what I do like is you can curve your shot around trees and shit and you can like angle it so you can go up over trees. So it does take a little bit of that into effect and um that part's neat. Speed golf is awesome. No doubt about it. Speed golf is is arguably the funnest thing in the game. It's fucking cool, man. You pick up your ball. I'm sorry, you hit the ball, then you go run after it. You got dashes, and you run out of stamina, and you can fuck with other players, and that's really neat. Battle golf is like five minutes, and it's done. Kind of a waste of time. I think I'm over it. Uh, Online play worked well enough. If someone quits, it does end the match, so don't play 18 holes. That's my my advice to you, because if you're going to kick someone's ass, they're going to rage quit, and it's going to annoy you. Play six. That's where I, I play six. Yeah, that holes, makes more sense. And I'm cool. Plus, there's only six courses. So, like, if you play 18, you're kind of going to get old pretty quick. And they give you an option to play six random holes out of the 18. So, it kind of keeps it, you know, replayable there. So, I play yeah. six holes on random, and it definitely keeps the enjoyment up there. So, uh, there's a there's a little hat tip for you. Um, Wario's the shit. Waluigi's good. Not my favorite in the game. Wario is by far my favorite character to play with. His special shot is fucking cheat codes, man. It's it's a great special shot. Um, 16 characters. They all play really fun. They play different enough. I like that. Um, I think the star of the show for a lot of people is the same downfall for the others is the story mode. Um, people are saying that it's only four or five hours long. I'm four hours in already. I'm only on the third course because I stop and talk to everyone because they're funny. Um, they do, they do this one thing and this is where I'll end and we'll move on. They do this one thing during story mode that is not in the main game. And if they had this in the main game, this would be a wonderful game. So maybe hopefully they add this uh, to the main game in the future. It's called GX golf. They're trying to say like cross country, I think CG golf, CX golf. I can't remember. It's like cross country golf. And what it is is you're on the course of 18 holes and you start in the middle, but you pick which hole you want to go to. And like, let's say you're on the first tee box and the seventh hole green is closer. You can go to that one. And then from there you can tee off at the seventh green to the ninth hole. Cause that was, you kind of pick where you want to go throughout the course and you don't have to just Go Do one, two, three, four. Exactly. And it like take gotcha. it. You can plan out your courses. You only have two minutes to do it, and you have to do it within 40 strokes. So you have to really plan out a strategy. Like I did one in 29, or no, I had not I had 20 strokes. I did it in 19 
because I did a horrible route. I went to the farthest one last when I was running out of shots and I was so far away. <laughs> I had to go up and down mountains and hills. And I was like, oh man, I fucked that up. So I barely won it. But like, it, it's fun. They're trying to introduce you to battle golf with doing that, but just give me that. Let me go to a course. Just let me go open world. All 18 holes are accessible and you finish them in the way that you want in a number of strokes or a time limit. And it would be bonkers fun. One to 10. And they do like 10. They go hard on it in story mode. And it was my most enjoy. I was literally stressed out because I was like, oh my God, it's actually difficult. Um, and and I got past that part in the story now, and I'm like, oh, I hope it comes back because that was so enjoyable. So that's my recommendation. The story mode's fun. I'm cool with it. I think it's a fine length. Um, I'll probably get like eight to ten hours out of the story. So you give this what, like a seven? That's if I had to score it, I'm at a I'm at a solid seven. It's not going to light the world on fire. I'm waiting for the updates. Um, there's a I don't like how you shoot, which is literally the main mechanic. But uh, other than that. I don't know what you expected. It's a fun Mario golf game. So uh, pick it up. If you are looking for something new to play on your switch, there's a lot coming out, but this is a, a fun game. It's, it's pretty good. You know, I prefer told stool tour and the N64 version. I'd probably put super rush right uh, under those two. PlayStation has acquired Housemark. Housemark made returnal. Uh, the PlayStation Five exclusive ah, that came that, out now it makes sense in April. Uh, they also made Resogun and uh, Evil Nation. Or did, I can't remember the other games they've made, but they made a ton. This was the most obvious. Like this is they've worked exclusively with PlayStation for years. It was only a matter of time. So congratulations to the team at Housemark. Returnal underperforming sales wise. Um, but doing well critically. So I guess PlayStation. Oh, PlayStation it's, it's really underperforming. Uh, sales wise. Yeah. Yeah. It's underperforming. You think the opposite because there's not a lot of PS five exclusives. So people just want to buy them, but they're not. And so ratchets doing fine, which is nice to see, but returnal what you saw it on the NPD for may, the game came out in April and in the NPD in may, it was four or six. Like it wasn't super duper high for a first month on the market. Um, you know, you expect that in July and August when it's kind of been out already, but, yeah. uh, you know, Housemark now part of the PlayStation team, of course, PlayStation Japan went and screwed the pooch on this. And, uh, <laughs> and when they tweeted out about it, they accidentally made, they accidentally tweeted out about blue point games being acquired and they had the blue point logo and the demon souls cover art. Like there was, this was not just a typo. They had the graphic done. It said Housemark in the tweet, but the image was blue point games with darks with demon souls. Like you could not have fucked this up worse. PlayStation Whoever tweeted Japan. that he's fired. Yeah. The PlayStation Japan team did not do a good thing there. And of course we all saw it. And of course there are screenshots. So it hasn't been officially announced. I'm sure they called that one back because, uh, Whoopsie. So they'll probably announce that next week once the, the hilarity dies down. But Blue Point Games made Demon Souls, and they're one of the best, if not the best studio in the world that makes ports. And I'm telling you, I think that this is the team working on the Metal Gear Solid uh, remake. That's oh, what that, I that makes sense. Okay. I definitely see that. And they'll make it better than the original. That's my thought, because this team is that good. Blue Point is phenomenal. Uh, they also announced that they, they officially announced that they acquired, I think it's Nixus. Or Nixies, I'm gonna go with Nixus. They are a top tier, world class port. Uh, they do ports as well, but they specialize in games being ported to PC. And what has PlayStation been doing lately? 
Days Gone, Horizon, Rumored Uncharted. Oh, right. Going to PC. You're going to see a ton of PlayStation games get ported to PC because they fucking do gangbusters on there. And this is a wonderful team that's going to take Uncharted. It's going to take Ghost of Tsushima. It's going to take, I don't know, Infamous or even like Spider-Man maybe and put them on PC and... You know, it's going to be great. So PlayStation acquiring multiple studios in the same week. None of them like the giant Big Bang, but all of them collectively, wonderful decisions. So good job to PlayStation this week. Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut has been announced with Ike Island's story expansion for release August 20th. Iki, you were close, my friend. You were uh, super my Iki breaking At least you didn't uh, say yeah. I, as long as you didn't say Ikei. Then we're all set. Uh, this is like the most convoluted, confusing announcement ever for the pricing because this was a very late PS4 game. So, of course, they're going to up res and port it to PS5. So now you have all these different pricing structures. Let's just lay it out for you now so you see and know exactly what you'll be paying, kind of where you're at. So, if you do not own these games at all, you're going to pay $60 for the uh, director's cut on PS4, $70 for a PS4 game on PS5. That's great. I'm just kidding. That sucks. But if you already own Ghost on PS4 and you don't have a PS5 yet, which a lot of folks don't, you can get this upgrade for 20 bucks. So that'll get you the, the, the PS... not bad. Not bad. No. Now, for the PS4 director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima, 20 bucks, and now you get the Iki Island expansion. And really, that's that's probably it. Probably a boost in frame rate and stuff like that. Um, but that game ran really well on a PS4 anyway. At least the the, the slim. Uh, I don't know about base, but twenty bucks really not not that much. Now, if you bought the director's cut on PS4, let's say you spent that twenty bucks, or you just spent natively the sixty dollars on it, and you eventually get a PS5, and you want to upgrade that game too, that'll cost you ten bucks. So. Uh, to upgrade from the director's PS4 to the director's PS5, ten bucks. Okay, now, so so if you have your so if you have your PS4 game and I just put it in my PS5, it would be thirty bucks. Well, I didn't get to that point yet, but yes, here I go. Now for Sam and I, <laughs> we already have the game on PS4 and we already have PS5s. So for us to upgrade from the PS4 version to the PS5 version and get the PS5 director's cut. It will be 30 bucks. So we're going to get the haptic feedback on the the adaptive triggers, which I can't wait for. This game is, it relies heavily on arrows and stuff. So that's going to be awesome. The four, you know, they're trying to make it a stable 4k 60, but they'll rock that. Um, And I have my 4k TV. So I'm psyched on that. Uh, It'll give you the Iki Island expansion, which gets you new armor, new enemies, an entire new story, all of this stuff. The PS5 expansion, clearly more value than the PS4 oh, one God, just yeah. because the PS4 cannot do what the PS5 can. But this will be 30 bucks for us. Is this something, Sam, you have the $70 physical and the $30 upgrade. Is this something that you might be picking up? I, oh, I yeah. Gonna... I'm a dope. I'm going to do both. I'm going to wind up buying the physical copy, keeping it sealed like a dope, and then I will, you know, just to play it right away, I will use the $30 to upgrade what I have. Now, you bought this game like me on sale, right? Uh, yeah, we but both ordered from Amazon. Yep. Yep. I, I bought mine digitally off the store. Mine was 40. Did you get yours for 40? I, I don't remember the exact price. I just remember. No, no, dude. Didn't. I think I bought it. And then I think the next day you texted me like, yo, this is on sale. I was like, yo, I just bought it. You're like, right, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. 
Something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I could have waited. It might have been like a week later. I think I got it like a couple, and like I was pissed because I didn't think it would go on Amazon. I was like, shit, if I waited a week, I could have gotten it physical. But so I have it digitally downloaded. I got mine for 40. You got it for right around that point. So in total, you're going to be spending $170 on this game. And and again, hey, it I, I it was my game of the year. It, the game was fantastic. I I truly I don't like I said to you, it was like I don't mind supporting them. I don't mind giving them the extra couple bucks. I know people I heard some people complain, oh, director's cut, what's just the next trend with games? What it's not movies, blah blah blah. Again, it is I, it is a way for them to to sell you a PS4 game for 70 bucks. No, I, I, I hate they're, they're absolutely right, but at the same time, I'm like I I kind of want to dive back in. I I only beat it once. I did beat every every little mission there was. Like I I cleaned my damn board. I was so OCD. I made sure I got rid of every goddamn thing that was lit or every question mark that I saw. And I I really can't wait to dive back in, get new things, new armor, and see what this new island's all about. I'm going to do the thirty dollar upgrade. I'm not going to buy the physical. I didn't buy it for the first one. I'll just uh, go ahead and keep it downloaded. So I'll end up spending seventy on this when it's all said and done. But to get an expansion and the full game and all that and only pay seventy bucks, I'm completely happy and content with that. If I bought it for sixty at full price and then had to pay thirty or whatever, then I can understand a little bit of yeah. disappointment because that is a hefty price tag. Thirty bucks isn't nothing. It's half the price of the base game. Uh, so they, this island better be meaty. It better not be two hours or I'm going to be pretty upset. I'm looking for a 10 hour, you know, seven to 10 hour thing here. That'd be nice. Um, but this was our collective game of the year last year. It was my number two and your number one. And because last of us was your number three, they didn't tie ghost would have finished higher if you look at it that way. So like, this is a wonderful experience and damn near perfect. And, uh, you know, if you haven't yet, if you don't own it yet, Get buy the fucking full thing, sixty or seventy bucks. Buy this director's cut when it hits August twentieth, because you will not be disappointed. It's one you of the will few. Get your money's worth. It's one of the few open world games that I could say totally sucked me into the universe, and I thought about it when I wasn't playing it. Yep. No, you're you're absolutely not wrong. You like I can't wait to go back and you'd always at least me. I would stop before a mission I was about to do. It's like all right, after this, I'm going to take down this hideout. So you already have like a little plan what you're going to do when you start it back up. And then something happens in between and you go off for 25 minutes. Yeah, and then you go that. kill your warthog that walks in front of you and then runs into this guy, which leads you to that guy. And you go yeah. help this guy. Um, then Mongols hit you on a path that you weren't expecting. So you have to stop and fight them. It's just so good, but it never feels tedious. It's No, just, it's, it was fun. It was, it was fun. super fun. Kazuya is available in Smash Brothers right now. Masahiro Sakurai did his Sakurai Presents on the 28th of June uh, and said, hey, the release date is tomorrow. So as of June 29th, uh, Kazuya is available as part of Fighter Pass 2. In Smash Bros, you can also um, uh, 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 buy him separately. I think it's like 7 bucks. You get him, his stage, and the four me characters, which we're going to go into right now. Devil May Cry is in Smash Bros. after all. Dante is a me fighter. Um, and he looks pretty good. They used his outfit from four. Uh, he, he looked really cool. Yeah, he looked cool. I mean, he's a me. He's not like yeah. Dante, Dante. But the four me fighters, Shantae, which is mind-boggling that she's in there. Dante, uh, Lloyd, which was the final me character missing from Smash on Wii U, from Tails, and uh, uh, Dragon something from Skyrim is in there now. So Bethesda gets another character. Microsoft has Banjo. The vault guy from Fallout, Dragonborn, and for what I think 
Master Chief will be the final character. I've said that forever. Master Chief finishes the fight. Um, that's my that's where I'm dying on the hill that I'm dying on. But anyway, uh, just more Xbox inside of a thing. And it's so funny. I saw an image <clears throat> on Twitter. Someone said this is a Nintendo game and it was eight fighters and it was Kazuya, Ken, Ryu, Terry Bogard, Snake. Like it was all these characters from PlayStation and Xbox in a Nintendo game. And it's just mind blowing <laughs> that Smash did this. But 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 Sakurai did say during this presentation that this is the last fighter. There will not be a character of pack three, a fighter pack three. This is it. There is speculation on the next game. There is speculation of he deserves a two year vacation. There, there, there is speculation of a bonus fighter um, being Waluigi, actually, or like a Mario character because of some dumb shit I don't need to get into. But there is speculation there. It's not confirmed. So, I, you know, I'll kind of end it on that. But it looks like the next character we get in September or December, either at the Direct or the Game Awards will be the final Smash Bros. Ultimate character ever. And that's sad because this this is three years now this game's been out, and we've been hyping up about character reveals and stuff for almost four years because it was it was announced in March of 18. So this is it's just crazy how long of a journey this has been. And 82 or 83 fighters in this game. Nuts. Habroxia 2 got a free update that added a ton of free content. A ton of free content. So all for free, which, by the way, I've already beaten all of it. I'm back to 100%. They added trophies for free. So I I got all three of those uh, brand new trophies. But they also announced a native PS5 and Xbox Series X version coming. So if you didn't pick it up on PS4 or you just got a PS5 and you're looking around, just wait a little bit. <clears throat> there will be a new PS5 version. Of course, I'm going to buy it. It'll be 10 bucks. I love to support Lilymo. And uh, I'm happy to play and beat that game again. It's so good. It's it's so good. It's right up there with Resident Evil Village as my game of the year so far this year. Uh, it's coming with a new trophy list, not just the same ones in PS4. Lily Mo is taking a whole new approach to trophies and said, good luck. We're going to make it really difficult. So challenge accepted there. Uh, and if you have, no, I don't even have to buy it. Because if, uh, if you have the PS4 version, he's going to upgrade it for free the ps5 version so really excited there but here's the shit they added in this update again ten dollars this game is phenomenal it's a nine or ten out of ten it's great if you like shmups even if you don't i didn't until this game and it's hard as shit but uh yeah i beat it i beat the shit out of matter of fact i beat it three times you'll see why they added a new alternate stage path to a hidden state well to a stage they don't tell you about it they don't tell you which stage you just see a breakable thing and you're like well that's new and it leads you to a new boss so they introduce a brand new boss they also introduce new uh new game plus plus hmm. so it's even a new game plus version of new game plus it's harder it's, cr- it's level 5b is the hardest video game level i've ever played uh it broke me many many times until i finally beat it uh they added a second stage to boost rush which is a speedrunner's dream i love that they added three new trophies not attached to the platinum so you actually don't need these three if you get the platinum or if you want the platinum, but I did platinum it already. So I have a hundred percent of those trophies. They finally added a meaty story through journals and things like that. Uh, so that was a complaint of the game. Um, they give you on screen enemy details and stuff that they hadn't before. You kind of had to just figure it out. The map interface looks different. They added new stage environments, new backgrounds, new music. It actually performs better, which I didn't notice because uh, I was playing on PS five and there wasn't any hiccups anyway, but it, Again, Habroxia 2. It's a 
fucking darling of a game. Completely came out of nowhere to steal my heart. Just pick it up. It's 10 bucks. You get all this great content and uh, a native PS5 version coming soon that you'll get for free. So I would recommend this game 100%. Lilimo also announced that their new game will be coming this holiday season. They didn't tell you what it is or anything like that, but at the very bottom of this Habroxia 2 update post, they said, oh, no, by the way, don't worry. Our new game is coming this holiday season. I think it'll be Twin Breaker 2. Uh, they're still working on a JRPG. I'm excited for that, but I think it'll be Twin Breaker 2. That's my little pie in the sky hope there. Hey, if it was Habroxia 3, I wouldn't complain. Monster Hunter Stories 2 has a free demo out now on Nintendo eShop. I downloaded it. Did not play it. So I will. I will soon. It's Maybe there. next week. It's it's a JRPG version of Monster Hunter, which I find more appealing than actual Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is not my thing, but if it's free, it's for me. I'll try it. I did the same thing with Monster Hunter Rise. It just doesn't connect with me. But I know we have a lot of Monster Hunter fans that listen to this show. It is a Switch. Well, Stories, I don't think a Switch exclusive. Rise is, but they have a free demo out. So check it out. Monster Hunter Stories 2 on the eShop right now. Konami and Bloober Team have confirmed they are indeed working together. Bloober Team was the team that did the Medium. That was the Xbox Series X launch game, horror game. Uh, they're a horror studio. Konami has a pretty popular horror franchise that's laid dormant since Kojima left. That would be Silent Hill. Pretty much confirms that Bloober Team is going to be doing a Silent Hill game uh, and that that franchise will come back soon enough. I mean, it needs to, man. They Resident Evil needs some competition, and Silent Hill is just, just the series to do it because Silent Hill is really good been a long time yeah last story we have in gaming streets of rage 4's dlc's mr x's nightmare finally got a release date of july 15th just two weeks cannot wait eight bucks so not a huge investment you get multiple new playable characters you get costumes you get a new little story it's just a wonderful little update to an already wonderful beat-em-up in streets of rage 4 one of my favorite beat-em-ups of all time and one of my favorite indie games of last year uh, on the switch so dot emu dot emu whatever you want to call them just knocked it out of the park cannot wait to play this this will be a day one purchase when this dlc drops uh, i'll play through it in the day i'm sure and i'll beat it but i'll get my eight bucks worth i can't wait sam hey man hit us with your prime time psa spotlight yeah a little different little psa today i only have two psa cards today will be Dark Arbok, first edition from Team Rocket. Came out in 2000. And, and right off the bat, from the difference, like just from holding a CGC case to the PSAs, the PSAs just feels like a little flimsy to me. I don't know. It just feels like cheap. CGC just looks more professional. Another thing, PSA, they don't do subgrades. You know how like, you know, uh, CGC would do like the corner, the edges, the surface. You, this you just get your overall grade. This just and this is just a mint nine. So it's like, but you don't know what's what it got dinged for. So it's like I'm looking over it, like you know, okay, it's like okay, I see that little ding in the bottom right corner. That's probably where it got the ding. But like that's where I like the advantage of CGC. Yes, you have to pay. I think an extra, I think it was like five or six bucks to get the subgrades. But to me, it's worth it. I want to know what my card got dinged for. Whether it was you know, was it not centered wrong, scratch surface back, what what have you. Um, Dark Arbuck. Oh, I kind of always liked him. 
growing up, just Chadabuk, just from the show. That was, nice. my, that, that was, that was a good was, impression. That was my boy. Um, check the PSA pop report. There's a total of 1,312 graded. There is one three, four fours, nine fives, fifteen six, fifty one sevens, two hundred and twenty five eights, seven hundred and ninety three nines, and only two hundred and four tens. So it, it, it is a little bit of a tough card to get in a mint ten. I always found again PSA. They seem to just be very lenient. CGC seems to be way more strict. I I, I always I just happen to see just feel like PSA sometimes just giving out them tens where. You know, you if you know CGC, their cards they they rarely ever give out that that all ten with you know the four tens of the subgrades across. You just don't see it. I just feel like you know PSA is a little more lenient. I don't think their grading is on the tier of of CGC, which is in my opinion why I will go to CGC and and I will probably either sell this one here or eventually pop it and send it to CGC. Again, depending, you know, CGC so backed up, so is PSA. Everyone is just so. Crowder, and I feel like if you send cards to PSA, if you don't do the $200 tier service a card, you won't see it for like six to 10 months. That's how backed up they are right now. <laughs> but that was the primetime PSA spotlight of Chadwick. PSA, my, my trivia question to you was almost what does PSA stand for? Would you have gotten it? Uh, I couldn't I, think the thing is I couldn't think of three other fake ones. It was just really difficult. It would have been pretty obvious. It's professional sports authenticator. Okay. Yeah. All right. that, I mean, if I would have heard, if I would have needed the names, that just sounds, you know, it, there's no way I'm clever, but I cannot think of three other PSAs like po- poppy seeds. Yeah. <laughs> I just never would have gotten it. I, no. I, I might've had to go with that one. Just, just out of the hell of it for all the shenanigans we did at the top of the show. And for all the stories we had to do this in 95 minutes, I'm impressed. I was I, thinking 10 30 tonight. It's only 10 o'clock. I'm happy. I'm impressed with this, my friend. Yeah, I'm happy. I didn't even rush too. you know, I didn't play speed golf with this, with this spot. I, I, hey, I see what you did there. I took my time. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Enjoy your 4th of July. Hopefully that's when you're listening to us on your drive to the shore while you're sitting at the beach, when you're stuck in traffic on the way home, whatever. We hope you enjoyed and we will see you next week for episode 244. Fuck TikTok. <laughs> <laughs>